1: Frantalone's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores—all your gardening needs, hoses and uh, nozzles, and all the equipment you need. Uh, bring you Garage Logic Podcast Number Six Hundred and Forty Four, June Twenty Fourth, Twenty Twenty One. It was at One Hundred and One Degrees on this day in nineteen eighty-eight, and Forty Four Degrees on this day in nineteen seventy-two. Uh, in nineteen eighty-eight, you know darn well the kids were in the in the pond or the swimming hole or the lake. And uh, because their parents were wise, uh, they were swimming in a weed-free, muck-free environment because they use Aquacide products. They called Aquacide. They got the right products, which work quickly and thoroughly. And there is no need to let weeds or muck or scum or algae or anything else overtake where the kids swim all summer long. Call Aquacide today, and they'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. White Bear Lake Company. Call them at 1 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's
2: office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with rookie on production, Chris Revers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. Here is your flashlight, King, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchey.
1: I'm uh, terribly nervous. I need to get this record straight in today's Catholic Spirit newspaper. Oh,
3: the Spirit, no, well,
1: Archbishop Hebda, in a piece called "The Eucharist and Sinners." wrote the following as his lead. I am told that I have finally arrived on the St. Paul scene, albeit not in any way that I would have anticipated. My name was brought up in a recent conversation between Joe Suchere and Patrick Roycey on their Monday <laughs> night sports talk.
3: Uh-oh. Oh, oh
1: No, it was not because of my high school tennis forehand. Rather, it had to do with my weight. With what some might consider uncharacteristic restraint, Joe commented on my stoutness, speculating that my girth may have mercifully abbreviated a recent funeral in a church without air conditioning <laughs> as St. Paul temperatures yes. <laughs> hovered around 100. And then he goes on to write very well. He writes very well about uh, how he struggled with weight all his life, and then he ties that to uh, the Eucharist being for everyone. Sir. Wait a minute. Arch, Arch. I didn't say. That was Royce. That was Pat that said uh, that. Royce's now got me in trouble. <laughs> With my conduit to heaven. Yes. Rook, should we yes. maybe
4: put Joe in the other room in case lightning strikes or anything yeah, like I don't that? i mean, should we... that Sir, to me.
1: Sir, Father Hebda, Archbishop Hebda. That he... was Patrick Royce. He waddles a little bit.
3: <laughs> well, he did. Do you have
1: to add on to this? I,
3: if 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 Archbishop Hebda would have gone on, he would have he would he would hear that the rookie said he is a wonderful, jovial and kind soul. Well, I think he's also he's having fun. Yes he is. But that's that was my thing. He can take the needle. That's what I said.
1: But sir, I, I just want you to know you know in case you held you hold some sort of dark suspicions about me uh i i made no reference uh, i was not at that funeral <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i made no reference to your size i've never considered you that stout uh
4: but it is accurate that pat maybe i
1: said stout maybe i was trying to keep pat from saying
4: a worse word that could be it but i but we we do know that pat did say that the brevity of the of the service was probably due to that condition. Yeah. I would say,
3: my advice is, Holy Eminence uh, Extraordinaire. Are would you be, uh, Roman uh, Catholic? Yeah. I'm
4: sure you can't <laughs> you come. Can't
3: come. <laughs> I would say, uh, don't take two senile old men in their words, uh, hey, Archbishop. Hey, hey. They well, just they know not what they he, do. Forgive them, they did, know not what they do. Arch, it wasn't me. I did take a, a backhanded slap
0: at you, too, there, Joe, saying, uh, Joe with unusual restraint. Oh yeah.
1: Well, wow. <laughs> hey, you
4: kind of deserved that one. The arch has got me Archbishop. in his
1: <laughs> Full, full on swing. Well, Arch, let me tell you something. Maybe it'll get me a point or two. Uh, I'm no example of virtue by any stretch of the imagination. My my comrades here would be able to corroborate that. He's Hold okay. On. He's Hold okay. On. But I, uh, I
3: we don't know that.
1: I, I uh, more than occasionally will talk to the people looking for money at intersections.
3: Right. Yeah, the one guy said you look like J- the one over on two eighty. I love that guy. Looks like you look yeah. like Jack Nicholson.
1: And and I always make it a point to ask them their name. Yep. It's a Jesuit thing. Uh, you you are acknowledging You don't acknowledge You're
3: acknowledging them.
1: And sometimes, not always. I'm no example of virtue. Sometimes I keep a few bucks in the tray there,
3: right? Okay. Just and yeah.
1: if it's convenient. I'm not going to hold myself up and miss a green light or anything like that. I'm no example of virtue.
3: Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I've rifled through your car a couple of times, <laughs> so thanks for helping me out. So today I saw
1: a guy, and I've seen him about four times. And uh, I decided, well, what the hell? I'm at a red light. He's right here. I said, how you doing? What's your story? And I said, what's your name? He said, Dave. He said, what's your name? I said, Joe. And I handed him a few. And, and uh, I, I said, what's your story? He says, well, I'm, I'm down here from Duluth. I said, "Oh yeah, why?" He said, "Better climate." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know what? You got to right. have a better marketing plan. <laughs> so there isn't that much climate difference between Duluth and here. I came down south. We're
3: <laughs> not cooler down here. Better,
1: <laughs> better climate. climate.
3: Better climate. But what would that mean? Warmer?
1: I I think. that yeah, it could I think, be warmer. I don't know where where he came up with that answer. But, uh,
3: Maybe the salt water is just too much for him. I don't know if that <laughs>
1: constitutes an example of the Americana I'm searching for.
5: I don't think it does. So before you go on, uh, I'm not Catholic, but I don't know if you're doing it yourself any favors by referring to him, the Archbishop, as Arch. Oh, I've done that all my life and they don't mind. Uh, the best was Harry Flynn.
1: Yeah.
3: I, we saw him in New York, remember? I either Arch. call him
5: Harry or Arch. I'd never considered calling a preacher preach. Hey, yo, preach! But Ken, however, I think,
1: I in think an official I, role,
3: I, you would address him with oh, of his course proper. No, of course, I yes. would.
1: I mean, I'm, okay, Kenny. I think Kenny has a good point. Archbishop Hebda. Just so you know, Archbishop, that was Royce. That, that wasn't me. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> you...
3: <laughs> that's the third time, Archbishop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yesterday, you talked about Americans and how refreshing it is to find it, especially away from the tallest buildings. Well, I see it every day right here in South Minneapolis in the Nokomis neighborhood where I live. I bought a house on a corner back in 1998. Once I got moved in, I started to get to know my neighbors. Next door was an older lady named Fran, a pleasant lady who had been in the neighborhood for years. In the front yard of my new home, there was an old flagpole long neglected and leaning to one side from the wind, I suspect. I asked Fran about the old flag bowl, flagpole. Her eyes perked up and she told me, Oh, Al Sather used to be in your house. He was a Marine during World War II. When his son joined the Marines during the Vietnam War, he put that flagpole up in the front yard. Well, being a Viet, uh, being a vet myself, I thought something should be done about this. A friend of mine lived down the block from me who was a Korean War vet. He had a welder and he knew how to use it. I told him the story about the flagpole and how I wanted to replace it with a new one. He asked me how tall I wanted. How about 25 feet, I said, but try to save some of the old one. Well, the top five feet of the new flagpole comes from the original, and a piece of the old neighborhood lives on. Now, he's giving the exact location. I don't know we'd be doing him a favor to say that.
5: No, don't. don't.
1: Because there's enough goofballs out there that are triggered by the American flag. Okay. Yeah. Uh, proud to be an American. This is from Al. Uh, it's, a, it's a couple of blocks east of the Nakoma Shoe Shop. How's that? Okay. Right. If somebody wants to triangulate the signal, I can do that. And uh, Scott Matura writes, uh, Last night, while enjoying a beverage on my warm, sunny back patio just before dusk, I watched a father walk down our street with his young son and daughter. They looked about nine-ish dad was carrying a tackle box and the boy and girl each had a fishing pole on their shoulders americana nice I yeah. so. and that's the report for today i will accept email reports in the absence of personal discovery
3: what is your email address sir GLJO at
4: garagelogic.com GarageLogic is or it. you can just go to the GarageLogic website and hit email the show
1: uh, we we're discovering this now a bit of a windmilling situation On the verge of failure, uh, that California is begging residents to charge their electric vehicle or change their uh, electric vehicle charging routines. (laughs) Meaning what? (laughs) The grid can't handle it. Meaning they gotta uh, only charge their cars at 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 the most off-peak hour possible. This
3: is another (laughs) this this is is (laughs) another blade in the windmill, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) No, what they have to do is they have to do what Rook used to do, only fill the car up halfway right? so, so it doesn't th- leak gas. Exactly. They only can charge the car up halfway now. Uh, Problem and, solved. And
1: Jordy notes, this is silly. Everybody knows electricity is magic. That's why we don't need fossil fuels anymore. <laughs> Not to worry, Gavin Gruesome and his band of geniuses are on the case. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Just amazing. Sometimes
3: I love the world.
1: <laughs> Booker T and no MGs. I got sent this by... Uh, Ed from the Iron Range. He sent me the top 15 quotes of Booker T. Washington.
3: Uh, I really, uh, last week, or earlier this week, learning what his, some of his quotes were, I know he was a great person that did, did wonderful work. We founded Tuskegee even,
1: University. and I love him even more. Character, not circumstances, makes the man.
3: Well, he was way ahead of the curve on Martin Luther King, wasn't he? Well, maybe Martin stole a little slice from that, realizing that he was right. Is there another one? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, let me. uh... I thought you had a list. I'm sorry. All right, that's going (laughs) to do it. Wrap her up here on the podcast.
4: Joe? Joe, is your mic working? <laughs> Are you okay?
1: <laughs> I was just picking somehow. Got it. Okay. Here's another one that's very... <laughs> Thank you
3: enough for the quotes. They're
4: wonderful. <laughs> here's one. Here,
1: here's one that okay. epitomizes today. We should not permit our grievances to overshadow our opportunities. Our grievances. What's exactly what's happening? The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, it's the grievances. That are being emphasized, not
3: the opportunity, and that's holding us down. Holding us back. So true.
1: Isn't that something? Yeah.
3: This isn't about what eight late eighteen hundreds. Listen
1: to this one. So applicable today. When when mayors, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, invent job titles and hire twenty or thirty people, all of whom have no possible way to demonstrate any achievement for what they're supposed to do. We must reinforce argument. With results.
3: You have to reinforce your argument with results. So show this is why. Okay. Egotism is the anesthetic that dulls the pain of stupidity.
1: Uh, agreed. This guy's uh, worldwide. This guy's my hero. There are two ways of exerting one's strength one is pushing down, the other is pulling up.
3: Mm, that's kind of maybe that's the early version of pushing back. Just,
1: just set those down there. I'll just set them aside. I think they're wonderful and I uh I really really uh really admire discovering him anew. I'm sure that uh, there was a time years ago when uh, I was more familiar with Booker T than I am than I am today. And uh are you getting ready for uh, your fireworks display? Yeah. Yeah. There- They're really uh, encountering a lot of GLers at maximum load. They've been going in
3: droves (laughs) down there. It's
1: in Arcadia, Wisconsin, halfway between Wabasha
5: and Winona. Yes, it's one of the sweetest drives in the state,
1: the great drive, and they've got great, great inventory at uh, lower prices than 30 to 50 percent less than the other stores just across the border. But here, not only will they choreograph a show for you. But if you want to do it yourself, they have willow shells, double brake shells, mine shells with color brakes. Maximum Load has them all at the best prices around. But, again, if you don't want to uh, build your own, they'll do it for you. They'll point out, here, you need this and this and this, and then here's your finale.
3: I bet they have snakes, too. They have a petting zoo. You know those... I, I think no. that's a theme problem. No, no, but... I know snakes <laughs> is a brand of firework. I mean the oh, snakes. Know, those snakes that can um, go you know like what? this. You know what? You can get those at Walgreens. But I bet they're better at this place. <laughs> they're better here. <laughs> at the max. Maximal. Go to the max. They
1: sparklers? They got sparklers? I'm in? sure that, you know what? That's like asking <laughs> a brain surgeon to take out a sliver. This guy's a professional. <laughs>
3: They got everything. For a dummy like me who's looking for snakes and sparklers, he's going to set me up, find out what my budget is, and he's going to set me up with a show. Joe? Yeah.
5: uh, I'm a lazy guy when it comes to fireworks. I like cakes. Can he sell me 20 cakes? Absolutely. I want 20 cakes. I don't think
3: he's a baker, but he could probably find a good one. If you're a
1: seasoned veteran and you like putting together your own show, this is the place for you. Go to Maximum Load Fireworks. You're running out of time.com.
4: you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at hoffermanwater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you.
3: Let's go!
5: Come on, Reavers. Did
1: you ever think
4: common sense would be this much fun? Joe Couture. Some harmony spirits in this monster energy is what I need.
5: Hey,
1: Jaco
4: Pistorius hey, hey. on the
5: base. <laughs> no until the night. Uh, it's Positive Thursday. Usually Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works and Glass is here to help us keep smiling. But we gave him the day off today because he's earned it. Uh, any hoodles, uh, Schoonovers, they're up on <laughs> County E in Lexington and Shoreview. And not only do they do some of the best body work in the business, they also do mechanical work. And sometimes they combine the two. Now, I know I may have told you this before, but... Uh, Last time I was in Schoonover's, last winter sometime, they were doing one of the biggest projects you can possibly do on a vehicle, a full-on frame swap. It was a 2019 Jeep Unlimited Wrangler Sahara. It had minimal body damage, but the frame had buckled in a crucial spot, and the insurance company decided, eh, it's not a total loss. They decided to fix it. And I know our guy Noah was one of the techs that worked on it. Anyhow, they removed absolutely everything from the damaged vehicle, reinstalled it on a brand oh, yeah. new frame and then sent it down the road it was one of the most amazing products uh, i've ever seen undertaken uh but just par for the course for these guys and gals at schoon over so next week i'm going to ask mike about this project and other projects where you have to figure out is this thing worth fixing or not mm. uh, they're one of the best shops in the metro and it's a bonus that you can also get service work done oil changes Tires, maintenance, front end work, frame swaps, you name it, Schoonover has us covered. We know you have a choice, GLers. Thank you for choosing scoonoverbodyworks.com
4: Hey, really quick, Joe, um, the reason that we Rook and I were laughing. Rook, you remember the great cinematic masterpiece um, Back to the Future, correct? Oh,
3: you read my mind. And um, my mind.
4: when Joe took off his sweatshirt, Kenny, while you were doing your live read, his hair stuck out like Christopher Lloyd's character <laughs> he went, as like, he was trying like to like connect the two. like Full-on doc. doc Baker. Oh yeah. Full-on Doc
2: Baker. <laughs> just
4: stuck. It to the
3: Marty! Son. Marty! I'm coming back in time! If he could just work on the voice, he could. I when don't. He, when he pulls up to the panhandler off on Nate Toyn, he could say, You want to see me do Christopher Lloyd? Marty, Marty, they're coming back.
5: I don't know what it's like there in studio, but the shine coming off his forehead right now. Oh my God. You know, I,
3: I can't even up. look at my laptop. I'm going to put some powder on here. Oh. If Let's it, it
1: wasn't for uh, a reporter <laughs> named Josh Vergas in the Pioneer Press, the taxpayers <laughs> would never have known this story because the school board tried to keep it quiet. Uh, yeah, we
3: got chicanery here.
1: St. Paul Public Schools was forced to transfer $1.9 million from its general fund to cover unauthorized spending by its Nutrition Services Department in the early months of the pandemic. The transfer, which the school board approved without comment, mm-hmm. follows a special forensic accounting review undertaken by the district and several findings made by the Minnesota Department of Education during a routine administrative review of the district's 2019-2020 meal program, the Food Service Department typically pays for itself through meal charges and federal reimbursement, which is your money. Our money. But because the department didn't follow spending rules, the district was forced to cover the $1.9 million with its general fund, which pays mainly for teacher salaries and benefits.
3: Should they have a general fund?
1: Due to miscommunication... Changing state guidance and non-communication, certain costs and expenses were not properly captured for accounting purposes, reads Waypoint Inc.'s Forensic Accounting Report. But get this, they used 900000 to pay salaries and benefits to the people who
4: weren't working. Oh, you get to
3: do that? I don't understand that. And this was early on, too. This was right off the bat. They didn't know how long this was going to last.
1: They also paid, let's see, in addition, the Department of Education found St. Paul improperly charged $56,000 in security costs. Were they guarding the meat? Right, stay away.
3: What's the security cost? (laughs) We got burritos today. Get the hell out of here. Well, nobody's there.
1: Finally, the general fund must cover $743,000 related to the federal government's community eligibility provision, which allows schools to give free meals to all of its students if the school reaches a certain threshold of low-income students. So in other words, you get enough low-income students, then the rich kids can eat too. Right. All right. St. Paul gave free meals to students from several schools that did not qualify. Uh, Separate from the $1.9 million, Waypoint also identified $478,000 paid to transportation employees who help package meals for delivery to students' homes. The district wanted to cover those costs through its food service fund, but the Department of Education said that would not be allowed. Uh, I can't go on. Uh, I can, but it's just too frustrating because you know what? There's no
3: consequences for this incompetence. True, but There's no punishment. <clears throat> It's a logistics problem. Why would transportation employees need to be paid to pack food? Well, I suppose that's going to the kids that are at home and not in school. Why, this would, is what I don't why understand. would
1: food service uh, employees who are not working, why should they continue to receive salary and benefits? Uh, it, it certainly worked out for them.
3: Right. You know, their family <laughs> right.
1: stayed fit, apparently. Right. But... To what cost well two million dollars of taxpayer money which is only the beginning are you aware that the twin cities is going to be part of uh, biden's federal collaboration sure yeah. to fight crime mm-hmm. yeah and the part yeah. that, that the part that so stuns me is this in other words biden is freeing up the american rescue funds and he's uh, he's allowing cities, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, to use the money on police if they need to, to hire more mm-hmm. and to pay overtime. That, that's good.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, right direction. Step in the right direction.
1: Uh, we get this. Let's see. Uh, uh, Minneapolis will not be partnering with federal law enforcement in the violence intervention collaboration said Fry's spokeswoman, Tara Niebling. Uh, but, but as a participating jurisdiction, our team will receive technical assistance from the administration and be given access to national leaders in the conversation around public safety and the rise in gun violence across the nation, she said. Well, you got one word in there right, Niebling. Conversation, because that's all you're going to have. You're not going to get results. While the details of St. Paul's role in the collaboration are still taking form, Mayor Carter said in a statement Wednesday, he looked forward to working with the administration and partners as we continue working to build the most comprehensive, coordinated, and data-driven approach to public safety our city has ever endeavored. Here's the paragraph that should just really alarm you. Congress allocated Minneapolis. $271 $271 million through the American Rescue Plan to LA to LA, the city's estimated revenue loss of $281 million last year. The city has received $135.5 million so far. And do you know who decides how that will be spent? I hmm? uh, I I don't, and I I'm really this, I'm really worried. Philippe Cunningham this, and the boys. Yeah. Holy and shit. what we've learned about them. What I come to know, uh, without doubt, is that they're they're not capable adults. They have no sense of fiduciary responsibility. None of them have ever worked. None of them have ever met a payroll.
3: So this $270 million <coughs> is for Minneapolis lost revenue. So this should go toward uh existing businesses at the time is that what i understand but how do you
4: pick and choose whose hand that's out gets fed well that's our,
3: so they got 135 million in the bank so they're still a little couple hundred, or 100 million shy but are you going to target first or are you going to super well, usa they, or, or they uh, super they fought
5: in? about it. they've already they've been fighting about it nonstop uh, the entire city council
1: so but here here i'll give you some examples none of it will be spent in a garage logic way. None of no. it.
3: Which which would be what? What's the garage logic way? We need to take well, care my, of... My
4: concentration would be on the police department. Hire more bleeping mm-hmm. cops mm-hmm. now. That's your answer. That's the only answer.
3: Okay, but devil's advocate, if they're saying this has to replace revenue, hiring cops doesn't replace... That's not replacing revenue.
4: No,
5: we've got things like uh, Bender saying... Legal aid for low-income renters, uh, money into the neighborhood and community relations department. Okay, uh, that's not revenue either. Right. Jenkins has got idea. They all have ideas. Council all...
1: Vice President Andrea Jenkins proposed allocating $500,000 of unobligated funds, $36.5 million sitting in city coffers, but not yet spoken for in Fry's initial plan to the Race and Equity Department to support the city's truth and reconciliation no. process. No,
3: that's... What the...
1: Yep. Jenkins' amendment also passed because it was a citywide initiative offered in advance of Wednesday's meeting. It's this is Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. This is saying to a group of uh, mentally challenged people, here's a here's 271 million, spend
3: it. They're not going to spend it in the right divvy spot. it up, spend it.
1: And so we're going to it'll be spent on committees to develop more committees. Well, sure, we have got to have a couple
3: committees. Hey, really are we already working on race Here, relations? Here, quiet.
1: This just created the gigantic slush fund where everyone's now going to race as fast as they can to a council meeting to pick their pet projects and throw them in, council member Lisa Goodman said. I'm alarmed by what, by what I think is coming next, which is just everyone picking their half a million dollars to give to whoever they want uh, when there's critical need all over. Well, yeah. she's right.
3: Can't argue with her.
1: Andrea yeah. Jenkins already did it. I want $500. Well,
4: they are all doing it. They're all doing it. Well, call them out, Lisa Goodman. W- wouldn't this then, Joe, just result in more payments and groups like the Agape payment yes, that we just yes. had? That's exactly what's going to happen with this money.
1: Council member Steve Fletcher agreed, warning others to practice restraint. It is our job as a body to keep ourselves accountable and do disciplined work to use this money. We absolutely could spin out of control unaccountably and start funding pet projects out of this money if we all decide to support each other in doing that. We shouldn't do that. Uh, Council members Jamal Osman and Alondra Cano offered last-minute amendments which other members did not have a chance to preview, also requesting unobligated funds for their wards. Osmond wanted five hundred grand for the health department to address opioid addiction and public safety in Cedar Riverside, and Cano wants three hundred and fifty grand to fight human human trafficking on Lake Street. Okay. It, again, they all have fifteen pet projects right. that'll get them that'll sustain them in office. That's why they have them as pet projects. They don't give a bleep about the people. They don't no. give a bleep about the city, but they all have no. 15 projects that will allow them to continue to get reelected.
3: Yeah. Meanwhile, And there's we're funding it. Right. <clears throat> Shops up and down Lake Street that are f- caving in folding because they didn't get the revenue.
1: Council members unanimously chose to continue the matter to the committee's next meeting on July 1 in order to give council members more time to review the Osmond and Cano proposals while also staying on track for full city council approval on July 2. They're, they might as well be sitting in a sandbox throwing dollar bills up in the air and saying, whee, what are we going to pay? Hey, really quick
4: side note on Lisa Bender. Uh, I saw this yesterday on the Uptown Crime Facebook page that, uh, from the guy that we had, Steve Taylor. She called out city workers for cleaning up the graffiti yesterday afternoon. Really? Uh, here's here's the direct tweet that she issued from her account. It sounds like crews were out early this morning to address some graffiti on Lake Street in that area, and were talked into this by business association. I am working to confirm the details of what happened, but it sounds like field staff made the call. I will get to the bottom of this. Well, she said, no. "Clean she up said, the graffiti." She said, she that that is graffiti. your city council president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mad that city workers cleaned up graffiti. Don't worry, she's going to Duluth for the uh, climate. (laughs) Yeah, the opposite of my guy,
1: David. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to work in downtown Minneapolis, uh, that's your call, of course. Uh, I would prefer that you take a look at Center Point and Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. You and your employees will work where it's easier to work. It's an eight building campus in a park-like setting and it's close to highways 55, 62, 494, 35E, the airport. You park free in front of your own place of business. There's no elevator waiting. There's no construction uh, inconvenience downtown. You are uh, working in a, a setting of trees and walking trails, free parking, as I mentioned. Uh, customizable office space—you get exactly what you want, and you get your own restroom. Of course, it's just graffiti-free. Diff-
3: huh? Graffiti-free. Yeah,
1: just a different way of thinking about how work is changing and where you want to work. It's locally owned and operated. It's center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Go to escapetomendota.com
4: trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Truth,
5: Justice, and the Citereg. Good news and good news here, GLers. There is light at the end of the lumber shortage tunnel, so it's time to resume making plans for that building or remodel project. Materials are uh, becoming more and more available, and lumber futures are dropping. That's great news. And even better, we're already seeing prices trending down, and this is where you and AIM High Construction, MN.com come into play you guys got to hook up. This, that means everybody that's putting these projects off, they're they are getting antsy and they're making the call right now. Get on the list. Contact Chris, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Do it today. See if it's possible to get that project done here this winter or, or this summer, fall, winter, whatever. Get yourself on the uh, schedule. And they can do it all from upstairs to downstairs, kitchen, bath, decks, roof, siding, you name it. A garages, aim high. They have the experience and proven track record. To do that job perfectly, and as prices drop, so too will your bid. AimHighConstructionMN.com.
1: I learned the following from reading a, a local neighborhood newspaper, the Highland Villager.
3: Yes, very familiar.
1: And they have a real active and good reporter named Jane McClure.
3: They have for a while. Uh, yes, she's,
1: she's hustles. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned this. I didn't. If I if this was in the Pioneer Press, I missed it, and I apologize. But this is an incredible example of the salon intruding into the lives of people who they should not be intruding upon.
3: Okay, I haven't seen this. Workers
1: in the hospitality industry in St. Paul, who lost their jobs as a result of COVID-19, should get top priority in hiring as the pandemic wanes and their former employers reopen or ramp up operations. Or so says the city council, which voted unanimously to adopt a right-to-recall ordinance On June 16th, Mm -hmm. right to recall has been touted as a fairness issue for hospitality workers who were hit especially hard by the pandemic. The ordinance has the support of employee unions, but given the difficulty many employers are having these days filling vacant positions, some business and hospitality associations are questioning the need for another layer of government regulations. Right.
3: They need people.
1: Who is stopping? If you... If you lost your gig at Billy's on Grand because of the pandemic, what is stopping you now from going back and seeing if you can get a job? Why do you need the City Council of St. Paul to help
3: you? You don't, and you can go to any other. There's so many restaurants well, that need help. Why did this come help. up? Why did this even arise? Because this is how they
1: think in the salon. They found something else to, to tinker with.
3: They're trying to be proactive. Oh, you're going to gonna get, get this, this one for that but one. So, uh, well, let's, let's read more of
1: it, and maybe that'll help answer your question. B. Right. Kyle, president of the St. Paul Area Chamber of Commerce, described the ordinance as a nonsensical. Businesses in St. Paul and across the Twin Cities are experiencing a labor shortage, she said. No one I know is deliberately passing over qualified employees when they have work to be done. Every former employee for whom they have work has been recalled. Creating an ordinance with additional reporting requirements at a time when many businesses are still just trying to make it is unnecessary overreach by city government. Of course it is. City Council Member Rebecca Noker of Ward 2 acknowledged the criticism. However, she and other council members defended the need to protect workers' rights. These people are dying for workers. Right. right. <laughs> The new ordinance, Noker said, is an important step in that. But here's here's what it does. It, it, it's so intrusive. The ordinance covers laid off employees of restaurants, bars, hotels, event centers, and tourism businesses who were employed for six months or more prior to March 13, 2020. In many cases, the, uh, those results were a layoff of government mandated uh, shutdowns or a decrease in business related to the pandemic. The ordinance requires St. Paul employers to first offer jobs to laid off employees in writing. Okay, don't you think they already have? Did you think they needed to be prodded by the city
3: council? No. No, and if you you had a long-term, long-time employee that's been there a while, and you unfortunately had to lay them off because of the pandemic, they are chomping at the bit to come back.
5: In writing. So a phone call, hey. Uh, Sooch, come on back to work for us. It gets worse. That's not not okay? You've got to pen a letter or an email? It's got to be in writing? The
1: ordinance requires St. Paul employers to first offer jobs to laid-off employees in writing. The employees have a limited time to which to respond to job offers. The ordinance will remain in effect until December 31st, 2022. Employers who bypass laid off employees in hiring may be penalized.
3: My God. Wait.
1: The employer also must keep records of employment so that employees and... And those monitoring the hiring can have access to the records. (laughs) The records must be kept for three years. Ordinance, enforcement, and sanctions are in the hands of the city's Department of Human Rights and equal economic opportunity.
5: This proves that the city council has no idea how business works. They have no idea whatsoever because all of those things you you mentioned – is already done. There's already records. There's already phone numbers. There's already resumes on file. There, there, there's personal records on file. They have no idea how the real world works, do they? No, nope.
3: nope. Not to mention the guy that owns Brunson's in Uh, East in the East Side is trying to um, do a restaurant and doesn't want to do paper. They're making, they're uh, they're trying to spin plates there, and they don't have time to write a letter. They're
5: they're creating extra paperwork where none needs to be done. Yes, pick up the phone, give them a call, get them back on the job.
1: They're fixing a problem that
5: isn't broken. That's so funny you said that because in my head I was thinking if it ain't broke break it, and fix the hell out of it. It's an old garage thing that we've all used. I
1: told you about my trip in late May where the Radisson and La Crosse couldn't offer breakfast because they can't find anybody to work, and then we went to a rib place somewhere else in Wisconsin that couldn't serve lunch because they were on the phone trying to get people to come in and help. Rib City. Uh, Don't you think those places (laughs) have reached out to the people who left?
3: I know know many restaurant owners, and they have. I told you guys,
4: the boys and I stayed at a hotel, last weekend and we basically had to wash our own towels they had no staff (laughs) it also proves that they don't even read the newspaper because it's
5: been one of the biggest stories for the past two months every other day there's another story in the paper about how workers aren't going back they're still on the public teat Uh, there's one reason or the other for not wanting to be a server or whatever again they don't God, they don't even know what's going on in the world, man. Hospitality
1: Minnesota President and CEO Liz Rammer called the ordinance unnecessary and harmful in the current business climate. According to her, hotel and event operators very much want to bring back their workers and as quickly as possible. It just makes sense, she said, to bring back experience and senior workers first. While the purpose of the ordinance is to get those workers back to their jobs, in practice, it does nothing. To achieve that, Rammer said, because it doesn't address the underlying problem. Revenue for operators has been decimated and travel demand remains uh, suppressed. Kyle said the ordinance and city council's perceived need to interject itself into employer-employee relations amplifies the vilification of businesses in St. Paul. She said now is the time to remove business barriers, not pile them on. Of course it is. They're all struggling. Oh, this is such. It's so demeaning.
5: Are they setting precedent here for the nation, or are they copying this from some uh, other further left city, if there is there are any?
1: Well, the 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 title of the ordinance smacks of uh, you know their Marxist tendencies. Right to recall. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of them aren't working because the same government that you're enmeshed with is paying them not to
3: right well and look at who's making these rules and stipulations someone that didn't have to take the 20 percent cut somebody that wasn't didn't lose their job for four months they're these guys the council people are all still being paid enmeshed. speaking of
5: Speaking of that, Joe, when I read these articles, and and truthfully, it's every other day there's an article about how they can't find uh, workers. That What you just mentioned, the government still paying them, it's never focused on. It's never a major part of the article. Mm -hmm. It's always as a little aside. It's three sentences, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So media, uh, as we say, the MSM, mainstream media, is complicit in this.
1: Well, yesterday we learned that Mike Fratelloni,
4: Urgently is requesting uh, applicants. Hey, if you're yeah, exactly. If you want a full time job and you're hard you're looking for a gig. It's a great place to work. My, I, worked at a hard, I worked at an ace hardware for three years in high school. It was, it was a great job. But the larger point is the the St.
1: Paul City Council has no business involving themselves in themselves in this dynamic. Right. I run a saloon on Grand Avenue.
4: A saloon. A saloon. I run a
1: saloon on Grand Avenue. I'm
4: busting my
1: butt to find
4: somebody to work. I saw a great post the other day. It said... Do you want to learn how to turn $40 into 400 mm-hmm. Put $40 worth of gas in your truck and drive your ass to work. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a great post. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I have found an
4: answer to Kenny's question also about why all
0: this even came up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, uh, a union that represents 3,000 hospitality workers in St. Paul lobbied the city council to pass an <laughs> ordinance <laughs> okay. that would require let me see if and I events. Let me see if I had that. Well, Minnesota Unite Here. Yep, yep, yep. This was uh, covered on
1: June 8th by the
0: Star Tribune.
1: Unite Here, Minnesota, which represents more than 6,000 hospitality workers across the state, sent a letter in support of the ordinance. Hospitality workers in Minnesota are facing an unprecedented job crisis, it stated. Well, then get your ass off the couch Mm -hmm. and go back to where you worked and say, do you need me again? But,
4: Joe, I'm oppressed. You know, I, I can't I can't get off the couch right now. I'm i gotta I'm, find I'm booker. a little busy. I got to find I'm booker. a little busy, Joe. No, there's a great got a booker.
1: lot of my no, booker? Got on my mind.
3: Where's Booker? busy
5: nibbling on the government teat. Right
1: here, right here. Booker T, we should not permit our grievances to overshadow our opportunities. All we're getting from these unions is your grievances. Yep. The opportunities are going wanting.
3: They're everywhere. Opportunities are everywhere.
1: I, honest to God,
3: I just can't well, believe you know what, that, what I'm
1: seeing in life. That
3: union outfit or whatever group that is, Kenny, they're not. They don't have their server industry people in their best interest. They're just creating another red layer. It. it, it they're officious. Oh, Reavers.
4: Yeah. Rookie, bleep that word. Yeah, fish. I learned it from this guy. <laughs> Reavers. I yes, learned sir. It from Doc. Reavers. Yes, sir. We
1: got that audio from the. Uh, the golf pro in Connecticut. Oh, man. yeah. Would give you me a, play that? Can, you give, Can yeah, you give me a second? Can you give me a second
5: here? What's uh, the background on this? Slur? Yeah, what is this? Uh,
1: a listener in Connecticut <laughs> is a member of this club and couldn't believe what he was hearing. The club pro called a... Uh, press conference. Press conference. What? Because a homophobic slur oh, no. was thought to have been heard.
2: Okay, Okay, guys, thanks for coming in. I just wish it was under better circumstances. As you guys know, yesterday's unseasonably warm weather allowed for some member play, which was good for the club. God. What wasn't good, however, was the alleged homophobic slur Stan Perry made on the 8th Green while playing alongside Frank and Kathy Spunt. Let me just say right at the outset that the recent incident on the PGA Tour involving Justin Thomas has made our club hyper-vigilant and because of that, we've instituted a new zero-tolerance policy when it comes to allowing free speech. So Stan's little slip-up yesterday will be dealt with swiftly and severely. Questions? Well, the story I heard was that Stan was on the front of the green on 8, looking at about a 60-foot par putt to a back right hole location. Kathy's spunt was just off the back of the green by herself because Frank was in his pocket and had already headed over to the ninth tee. Apparently, Stan mishit his putt because he left it about 20 feet short. And according to Stan, in frustration, he said, Way to lag it. But Kathy momentarily thought that instead of laggett, she might have heard a slur that rhymes with laggett. Oh. So based on Kathy's muddled recollection that she's since recanted, we've gone ahead and suspended Stan effective immediately for oh saying a word that rhymes with a word that is offensive to a marginalized community. And we're weighing a wide range of punishment options. What? Mm-hmm. No! Context and intent. Listen, I don't have the luxury of wasting a bunch of time investigating things like context and intent when we got a full-fledged homophobe on the loose.
3: No! Okay. No!
2: The reality is, in this day and age, you just can't say words that rhyme with words that some people find offensive, and Stan's been around long enough to know that.
3: No! no. Oh my God! Well,
2: first things first uh he'll be stripped of his 2019 Thursday night men's league title that I know what for sure. yep uh, and to be honest I don't see any way he'll be able to stay on the steering committee for the milf masters which is a shame but like they say if you can't do the time <laughs> don't do the rhyme <laughs> <laughs> the what the what, master? Well, I can you tell you, as right. a club, we're done with words that rhyme with words that the gay community finds offensive. You Full can't stop.
0: use the words.
1: So it going
2: forward, it. words like bag, uh, spike, spike, yeah, and even certain names like Tiger's former swing coach Chris Como and Masters champ Mike Weir,
3: will no, be totally off limits. Okay, hang on, wait a minute now. I was. Look, I believe
2: in redemption. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I do. I too think it. after he completes his re-education program, anything's possible.
3: Re-education. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: the next time I see Stan Perry, he better be pulling up to the first tee in buttless chaps with rainbow flags flying off his golf <laughs> and Lady Gaga blaring <laughs> from okay, the Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because got that's going to be the only way we can begin. <laughs> To heal from the pain he's caused.
3: Oh. Chaps with rainbow flags on his oh. cart. Oh. Thank you. Took you a while, Rook. Took you a while. Took you while, I 100% believed it until he talked about the MILF Masters. That was <laughs> yeah. be a great be a great <laughs> one to <laughs> caddy away. for, huh?
1: That is a guy who has
4: a YouTube channel. He's uh, hilarious. He's called it's called the Club Pro. The Club Pro, and, and this one's titled. Member suspension. Right. The, the yes. hook.
3: The hook. In early on, the hook was very deep, yeah. very deep in my cheek.
4: You, you'll <laughs> never hear the club pro give you that address
1: at uh, Giants Ridge. No. It just. It just won't happen at the quarry and the legend, two of the greatest public golf courses in the country. Fourth of July special. Play the Legend or the Quarry at Giants Ridge Sunday, July 4 for 76 bucks plus tax when you register for Troon Awards at Giants Ridge. They'll also offer group rates for groups of eight or more, including customized tournament packages. So get your family or your buddies and put together your own tournament. 37-hole special. Play the Legend and the Quarry. 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus lunch on them between rounds for 160 bucks plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends.
3: Stop. You Stop. Why do you always talk about how great the golf is and then you go, oh, yeah, it includes lunch? Do you know how good that hot dog or that hamburger it's tastes gonna be right than in a hot between? Dog. I'm yeah. just saying, right yeah. in between in the turn when you're so damn hungry, that's the kind of stuff you should be And uh, You can say on.
1: words. At, at Giants Ridge. That rhyme with that words. That rhyme with bag. words. you can yeah. say. That marginalized communities might find offensive. You I can love say a, those.
3: a good bag. Yeah, yes. Right,
1: right. Also, it's more than that. It's nature, water, recreation, hiking, and biking. View 3D course flyovers at The Legend and the Quarry at giantsridge.com, where you can also make your tea time.
6: This is RICY for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group Clients, the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com.
3: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, searching through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. When it gets really hot, he's told at home to cool it down. Here's Joe Souchere. You, uh, John, who did this? That's
1: Dylan. That's Dylan. Oh, boy. That's that's Dylan. Yeah. yeah. I don't recall hearing this previously.
3: Hey, do you have, oh, no, yeah. do you have it's, news it's for been, the public, Johnny, on uh, Dylan? Your, your, was it your last tweet? Um, yeah, he, I, I, uh,
0: he released a single with his buddy Dylan Reese from California, and Dylan Height did all the music and wrote all the music, and Dylan Reese did the vocals and the lyric. I think it's a wonderful record.
5: And got all uh, that, the credit, didn't
0: he? That sounds... Who did? The other Dylan. No, well, they, they, the good thing is they split everything 50-50. So. The two Dills? What are we yeah. calling this? Nothing, just it's Dylan Reese's record. No, Rook, no.
3: So. Okay, no. No. Chris? I can't do that. Were Tom, you going to say no. something, Chris? No,
4: Rookie was. And no, boys. I should, I, yeah.
1: uh, Tom Wilson, frequent emailer, uh, says, Regarding the question of ownership of the found piece of garage wood, is this not covered by the Common Surface Savings and Loan Rule? Uh, I think it probably could be but it constituted such a big piece of wood that it's like applying the common surface savings and loan rule to a hundred dollar bill mm. you got to make an effort right, right but the guy made an effort he did all He right. Did.
0: all right he did. all right uh, here's john height uh and if i may add an addendum to that music thing I, all my friends on garage logic they should go to twitter and facebook and and retweet those. I did. Like, like, like Mr. Reavers oh, did. Yeah. yeah. So I will feel, do that. Feel free to go. Because I go just saw it this morning. Like. I
3: think,
5: John,
0: I think
3: I blocked you actually. You're <laughs> such a I sort of
0: assumed that. Yeah. You know, I sort of assumed that. Well, I think him, uh, f- as
3: Dylan being part of the show, should be uh, promoted if he has a music release. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, In news, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin will be sentenced on Friday. In the meantime, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison is looking to hear from people or businesses who suffered adverse social or economic effects from the murder of George Floyd in the community. The AG's office is collecting written community impact statements on its website through the end of the day today that could be provided to the court and the Defense counsel could become part of the public uh, record. Ellison said it's uncommon to solicit community impact statements in this way, but this is an uncommon case. Chauvin scheduled to be sentenced by Hennepin County District Judge Peter Cahill at 1.30 Friday in a courtroom at the Hennepin County Government
4: Center.
1: Do we know what the maximum sentence can
0: be?
4: Forty years is the maximum. Uh, If he doesn't get the maximum, will we riot? Better question is
1: rioting would begin at what number of
3: years? I was just going to say.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, that is a better question. So what what if he gets 22 yeah. years? Does that result in rioting?
3: I would hope not, because the, 22 years is a lot of time to ponder. But you're talking about, about you
4: people that are not rational-thinking people. Mm-hmm. I think if he gets anything less than the maximum, we're going to have issues. Don't you guys? Uh,
1: I, no, I don't. You don't. I, I, I think that the protesting crowd is stupid enough to think that 30 years, it probably appeased them. Right, but the media
5: will also say
4: he, he did didn't get the get maximum. The max. yeah, well,
1: yeah. it'll be interesting to note
5: that we'll learn yeah. it at one yeah, thirty tomorrow, you know John? Correct, yes. <clears throat> You're right, Chris. It's all about how
4: the media decides yep. to sell it. And how social and, media yeah. you know, writes headlines and things like that, because that's how these idiots get their news. They don't sit down for a half-hour newscast.
2: Yeah. Uh, By fair- the
4: way, have you guys seen the video of Ellison...
5: Arm-in-arm uh, arm yes. with the gal that's uh, cracking the whip over at 38th in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, all right. Let's fast forward, though. Let's go to John Hyde. Well, But I'm, just a quick question about the other police officers. Will there be the same weight no. given to the protesters? No. no. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, the city of Minneapolis says it has
0: installed a new parklet. At the intersection of 38th street and chicago avenue oh, south the area also known as george floyd square uh, what is a parklet yeah, yeah my next it's, question it's a gathering space with seating built into the right of way often next to the curb and an extension of the sidewalk bring the fam
3: come on down bring, bring them down in other words it's a place to sit
0: yeah, correct yeah the seasonal spaces are designed to slow nearby traffic and to provide an area for seating plantings a city seating yes seating plantings bike parking and public art according to the city uh today the city announced four new parklets including one outside smoke in the pit and just turkey at 38th and chicago Uh, you might remember cedric Steele, the owner of just turkey he's part of a coalition of businesses that want the intersection to reopen in some capacities Minneapolis also said new parklets are opening up at Dollar and Up and 37th Street in Chicago, at Butter Bakery Cafe at 37th and Nicollet Avenue, and Dancing Bear Chocolate at Thomas Avenue North and 44th Avenue North. The city owns some parklets, businesses own some others, and community organizations own the rest of Do you them. think well, that guy with r- the
1: just turkey, do you think that's a turkey at the State Fair, that kind of turkey, I wonder? No, oh, no, no I that's, that's a different, different
0: guy.
5: Um, those are just random locations, though, John right yes okay what what do you
0: mean well they they have nothing to do with george Floyd's. school no absolutely nothing absolutely nothing okay all right all right a growing number of law enforcement agencies in minnesota are using drones to help search and rescue efforts for public safety and with investigations in minnesota about 100 law enforcement agencies statewide maintained a drone in 2020 (laughs) according to a new report Uh, For instance, Cottage Grove, one of those cities. Sergeant Michael McCormick told our five eyewitness news downstairs that they've uh, uh, primarily used drones to find missing kids or vulnerable adults. Earlier this month, Cottage Grove police posted to Facebook that they used a drone to help successfully locate a nonverbal seven-year-old boy who wandered away from home. I was
4: just going to bring that up. That's how they found that Mm -hmm. kid. Mm. How long ago was Uh, that, John?
0: Uh, it says earlier this month.
4: Yeah, I'm okay. Not sure
0: at what point?
1: Did you guys uh, see the drone footage of the of these uh, characters flying the drone through Glensheen Mansion? I have no. Yeah. Just fascinating. Really?
4: Oh, it's just yeah, fascinating. It, yeah, you know it was all right.
3: Oh God, drones, fascinating. drones are <laughs> really neat, though. They really are. Did you guys cool. see
4: the drone footage of the condo building collapse in yes. Florida? Yes. Wow! No, did
3: not see that. Have no. you seen the drone footage of my butt? Uh, I did see that wow. it was on the uh, dark web, yes. <laughs> wow. Why
1: why does he have to be I such don't, a thanks for I, I
0: don't, Why does he have
1: to be know. such a
3: poop? Thanks for taking I, I, me. That's all you saw too. I don't know. That's all you well, saw. And look,
0: and look at him on the camera here. He's, he's wrapping up, I think. He's ready yeah. to go home. He's got to go to the bank. He's like shaking his
3: car keys. I'm throwing, <laughs> throwing
0: away
5: all the good news stories that he's Such completely shaking, ignored today.
4: Shaking his car keys. Starched to my watch. <laughs>
0: Star Tribune reporting Republicans' push for voter ID and a provisional ballot system appears to have failed at the Minnesota Capitol, and Democrats' hopes to expand voter access and felon voting rights also fallen by the wayside. A deal on the bill that helps fund elections, among many other aspects of state government, leaves out controversial voting provisions that have been sources of contention in Minnesota and across the USA.
4: Joe, help me me understand this. Why is it such a big issue to require someone to have an ID? Uh, because yeah. the progressive Mysterians believe it's an effort to uh,
1: disenfranchise black people.
0: Well, but, remember, the Reverend uh, agreed with that. Mm-hmm. I
5: know
1: he does. He, uh, yeah, we, yeah.
3: we part ways with the Reverend. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. don't well, most black people have a state ID? They need an ID like to get a
1: pack of cigarettes.
3: Right. I mean, so shouldn't be a problem. I'm an ID guy. Okay, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? How Papa? you doing?
0: Pop-up state COVID-19 testing sites are closing in St. Paul today and Minneapolis and Bloomington on Friday amid continued declines in pandemic activity. While the closures take away some convenient options in the Twin Cities, state health officials said the sites had become redundant given the low rate of people seeking tests and the high number of clinics and medical facilities with testing capacity. Uh, Meanwhile, as the U.S. emerges from the COVID-19 crisis, Missouri is becoming uh, a bit of a canary in the coal mine. It's seeing an alarming rise in cases because of a combination of fast-spreading Delta variant and a very stubborn resistance among Missourians to get vaccinated. Well, over 53% of all Americans have received at least one shot, according to the CDC. Most southern and northern Missouri counties are well short of 40%. One county is at just 13%.
5: I'd really appreciate it if you guys could do me this one favor. Um, there's a wonderful phrase they use on the, the Jason and Alexis show, uh, because Dawn, uh, one of the participants, is from Missouri, and every time we uh, refer to her home state, we've referred to, uh, refer to to it as "dirty old Missouri." Dirty mm-hmm. old Missouri. Ah, okay. Dirty old Missouri. Got it. So Aren't we, they from the Shelby on, state?
0: Yeah, yes. From now on, right. call it uh, dirty, "dirty old
5: Missouri." Old Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: uh the latest uh, of that uh, collapse that chris was talking about earlier beachfront condo in miami the latest is one dead but they are expecting that uh, to rise considerably a 12-story beachfront condo collapsed with a roar uh, and uh, rescuers have already pulled dozens of survivors from the tower including one woman they had to get out by uh, amputating a leg oh sir john thanks for that Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett warned that the death toll likely will rise, saying the building manager told them the tower was quite full at the time of the collapse. The collapse was at 1.30 in the morning. Well, about yeah. Well, John, this doesn't
1: happen. This happens in Iran, right? This I'm doesn't a- happen here. What what shortcuts must have been taken in the construction process? This just doesn't yeah. happen.
0: Yeah, they're not saying they, they. All they said was they're working on the roof, but they don't think that had anything well, to do with
4: it. All jokes aside, I think Roycey mentioned this on the show. Did he not? That was one of the reasons he sold his place. Was there were so many construction issues? I'm afraid of
3: a collapse like my. Head. Well, he
4: was on the ground floor though. I mean, but you he, know what I'm saying. Yeah, the, I know. The, the, I know. The, you were yeah. talking about the shortcuts being taken. Yeah.
3: yeah. I can't imagine the horror of how do you amputate somebody's leg while they're yeah. sitting there i mean what's the protocol what do you well it's
4: either that or death okay
1: wait stop is it 12 floors yes yes and they've only and unfortunately there's been only one death to to yes. as of this moment well
0: my
4: god oh it's fine it's gonna be way what a hundred more easily well,
0: as of about an hour ago they were still uh, there were 51 people unaccounted for Well, there you are. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's changed, but uh, that's what it was at. John McAfee, creator of the McAfee antivirus software, found dead in his jail cell near Barcelona, Spain, in an apparent suicide Wednesday, hours after a Spanish court approved his extradition to the U.S. to face tax charges punishable by decades in prison. The eccentric cryptocurrency promoter and tax opponent, whose history of legal trouble spanned from Tennessee to Central America to the Caribbean, was discovered at the penitentiary in northeastern Spain. Uh, Security personnel did try to revive him, but uh, they certified his death moments later. Uh, The statement didn't identify McAfee by name, but said the dead man was a 75-year-old U.S. citizen awaiting extradition to his country. We have the first sentencing in connection to the January 6th attempted takeover of the U.S. Capitol. Uh, During that sentencing, U.S. District Judge Royce Lamberth castigated Republican lawmakers for downplaying the violence of the mob that stormed the Capitol, saying in handing down the first sentence to a charged defendant that those who break the law have to pay a penalty. He said, I'm especially troubled by the accounts of some members of Congress that January 6th was just a day of tourists walking through the Capitol. I don't know what planet they were on. This was not a peaceful demonstration. It was intended to halt the very functioning of our government. Uh, 49-year-old Anna Morgan Lloyd said during her sentencing, she was ashamed of her role in the event, said it was a disgraceful thing that happened to the country. She was given three years probation. She must also perform 40 hours of community service and pay $500 in restitution. The judge warned Morgan Lloyd, if she violates her terms in any way, she'll go to jail in his court. He also warned other defendants not to expect probation in their cases, saying some of my defendants in some of these cases think there's no consequence. I don't want to
4: create that impression with probation. You know, we had a talk at home, oh, I don't know, a couple, couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. The old birds and the bees? With the uh, with the oldest <laughs> trying to say, hey, listen, just because your buddy does something at class doesn't mean you have to, and that buddy is rookie. Hmm. What's what? wrong with you, I, no. John?
5: John, go ahead and give these three um, uh, asshats uh, a little quiz on what your last story was about. Oh, oh, was, nobody paid Rookie, attention, no, is Rookie. that what you're saying? No, no, it I was, got it. The it
1: sentencing was, no. of the uh, the first sentencing of the of the January sixth assault on the Capitol. Stormy and what The guy didn't get uh, any jail time.
3: It was a woman, joke. Woman didn't it. get any jail time. <laughs> I Rookie had for a, a million dollars. I had a question. You, I I just had a protocol question. Uh, if you are, you know, in a situation where you do need to do an on-site amputation, what's the what's the small talk? What's the protocol? I mean, like, all right, well, here we go. We're going to get started here, and uh, you know, what uh, is there some kind of small talk no, that you? No, there. Is. My uh,
5: my brother-in-law, my late brother-in-law, <laughs> there is. was a. Uh, uh, paramedic for hcmc he was the guy that had to cut the uh, truck driver up on the 35w that was pinned under his semi oh, laying right there on the freeway crawled in there with mm-hmm. a saw and cut that leg or arm or whatever that
3: oh, was right that's called a brass pair The uh, uh well, well
5: yeah it, it doesn't come without side effects though i mean the, he had a pretty serious case of ptsd oh, for I, everything that Can't he he even imagine is that why he's no longer with us He's no longer with us because uh, he got the COVID. And, oh, boy. Uh, oh, no. Took care of him.
0: The, uh, that actually was the way they treated injuries during the Civil War because they had no medications. Right. So if you got But shot, by the way, don't cut off the
3: leg. Don't
5: feel sorry for him. He was a jerk. Oh
3: No. Uh, anyway. I, uh, I do recall that, John, that that's how they did that because uh, there was a high ranking captain, I think he was in the field. That was looking at somebody getting their uh, leg amputated. He put his boot back on, rode the horse, and I don't know. He ended up living with some Native Americans. There was a documentary on it a long time ago, but the guy had what, the saw what, out. What
0: movie? What movie are
3: you? That was Dances Come with on.
0: Wolves. Dances with Wolves. <laughs> okay. that's how
3: he starts out. He doesn't yeah. want to get his leg amputated.
0: I, I don't remember that, but you obviously do. Opening shot. Uh, yeah, Not another the word. The show has completely
5: fallen
3: Not apart. Not another what? word. I didn't say what? anything. What is your
4: uh, Twitter handle? I want to promote that deal.
0: Uh, At Mr. Mr.
4: Underscore FYI. Okay. And I have one more question. Do Lieutenant Dan have legs (laughs) in real life? (laughs) That wasn't me.
0: Uh, Rudy Giuliani (laughs) has been suspended from practicing law in the state of New York. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Due to his false statements about the 2020 election, a New York court ruled that Giuliani made, quote, demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers, and the public at large in his capacity as lawyer for former President Donald J. Trump. A strawberry moon. You guys been looking at the moon this week? Oh, yes. I last have. night it was gorgeous. gorgeous. Love it. Just gorgeous. Uh, June's full moon will light up the sky Thursday, marking the last super moon of the year and capping off a series of recent sky watching events that included a lunar eclipse and a ring of fire solar eclipse. It's known as the strawberry moon. Uh, That doesn't mean it's red. That comes from Algonquian tribes in the northeastern U.S. uh, to describe the season for harvesting strawberries. The peak full moon will be at 2.40 this afternoon, but the lunar... Yeah, well, obviously you won't be able to see it. No until the moon rises over the horizon in eastern skies. The moon will subsequently appear full through early Saturday, according to NASA, or Nassau, as Kenny likes to say. NASA. This mm-hmm. week's event uh, is also a supermoon, which occurs when a full moon is at its closest point to Earth in its elliptical orbit, making the celestial body appear slightly larger and brighter than other full moons.
1: You know what I have a cartoon bubble of? Mm. Uh, huh. Almost from, uh, what was the movie... Uh,
0: Dances oh, with Wolves. Thank you. What do you got? No, Let's the go movie ahead. where you
1: um, see the silhouette. of the future? Of, no, the silhouette of the bike rider riding across the moon. ET. ET. E-T. E-T. I'm seeing a, a Bintelli e bike riding against across the strawberry moon. You wouldn't and, be huh? pedaling. Oh, no. He wouldn't it'd be, be just peddling. coasting along. EcoFun Motorsports and nice Forest Lake movie is where you get a Bintelli e bike. Full line of Yamaha products and gas powered scooters and youth recreational equipment. But uh, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing someone out there and I'm seeing that Bentelli e-bike effortlessly
3: pedaling across Love the beautiful scape of that the moon. That was neat. That was a neat scene. Wouldn't that be neat? Yes. Uh, well, you can do that. Are you, you saying d- you can bike to the moon on a y- Bentelli e-bike? Y- you could. <laughs> and then you can
1: uh, and you'll be fitted properly. Wait, no. That's okay, the most important thing. Uh,
4: we don't know I don't that. Think you can bike to the moon. <laughs> Got it. Well, you
1: could. Maybe. You could try.
4: You could try. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's uh, EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake
0: have a story for you, Rook, here. I know you love these stories. A, a rare painting by rock star David Bowie reportedly purchased for $4.09 at a donation center, Ontario, Canada, likely to sell for tens of thousands of dollars at auction next week. love that. The unnamed thrift store shopper only realized it was painted by Bowie after finding his signature on the back. Ontario auction house, Collie Abbott said there was cautious excitement when it was first contacted about the 1997 work as his paintings are rarely sold at auction. The rocker, who died in 2016, studied painting in his youth and was an avid collector. Between 1995 and 97, he painted a series of 47 portraits that he called deadheads, Cowley Abbott said, and some of the paintings in the collection were likely inspired by his Ziggy Stardust period. Uh, By Thursday morning, bidding was up to $38,100. Bidding ends on June 24th. So
3: we went right from E.T. and the moon to ground control. Major, Major town. town, yeah, that is that is so. I don't understand how people look so closely at that. If you see a four dollar thing of artwork sitting at a, a flea market, you know, and you buy it, you're just going to hang it somewhere. I don't know how yeah. people do the research, like ripping off you, the back. Yeah, they got them. They you got can, them out you, there. You can do it. Hey, the Elko ones coming up this uh, 4th of Fourth July of July weekend. Fourth of July
4: weekend. The yep. Elko what? Flea market. Flea, flea market. market. It's, oh, yeah. flea
3: market yeah. Now you you mock me? But you would go well, I, through. Not your, really. You, I, you would see motorcycle, a uh, school, well, sure all would. sorts of
2: great yeah. stuff. I would
4: find it cooler if I didn't spend every flea market as a kid helping my grandma with her stand. I mean, I was at right. that thing. What every, was she peddling? Uh, Kolachki's and jams and blank, all sorts of stuff. Huh. Yep. Well, you see some serious redneckery at those. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, <laughs> yeah oh, the, 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 like, the camper
3: oh. van that's been converted that is so full of you-know-what that you, I don't a know guy how should,
5: uh, should put up like a chromosome count booth at one of those things and just uh, <laughs> oh, do, a little inven- your- do
3: a little inventory. and uh- Put your finger here and we'll see. <laughs>
1: John, thank you. Nope, you're a redneck. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, okay.
3: You're welcome. You're full on. I know now.
5: You cannot stop it. You just make a move. I was Joe thinking that the sky might
4: Will they be at the fair this year? Dawson Hollow? Yeah. Now I saw I'm them on. Uh, don't I saw them on one of those television music channels. They had a live show. It was really cool. This was a while back, a few months ago. I
3: will look. I also looked for uh, Jimmy Allen. Did not see him on the list.
4: Oh, he's a big time. I know, big but he's you know.
1: Joe, in listening to yesterday's show, you read a story about Minneapolis business owners being on the hook to either remove graffiti from their businesses or have the city of Minneapolis do it and get billed. You mentioned having the perpetrators of the graffiti clean it up. As you like to say about the boys, you accidentally made a good point. (laughs) We have thugs who have been charged upwards of $12 million for their parts in the riots last summer. This is money that realistically will never be seen. Why not have these people on call for the next 10 years or so to remove graffiti and litter as part of their sentencing? I like that idea. Uh, This is Jeff pushing back in Roseville. P.S. I'm also bothered by the words... Calvary and cavalry being mixed up Mm. like yesterday. I was terribly upset by that. Uh, uh, We're provided a Thomas Sowell quote from uh, Jordy that reminded Jordy of uh, Booker T. Washington. Okay. The civil rights leadership would continue down this path in the decades to come. Well into the 21st century, black leaders still often seemed... Far more interested in seeking slavery reparations and toppling Confederate statuary than offering poor black families an escape from failing public schools. Got it. Uh, positive Thursday, Mayor. I have a million dollar idea for Stephen C., the Garage Logic piano player. Yes. I've attached a link to an amazing video. I mentioned this before, created by Jay Christensen. He is a University of Minnesota Duluth grad who flew a camera equipped drone around and through the Glensheen Mansion, Glen Sheen Mansion here in Duluth. It was a very complex shoot that required much planning, period costumes, and precise video choreography. I know you're not a fan of paying good money to walk through a musty old house. I think I've already been through Glen Sheen, but I think this video speaks for itself. Well, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, His idea... See, everybody's trying to come up with ideas for Stephen C. He doesn't need any. He doesn't need any. He likes what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He sent me some uh,
4: pictures. He's got it taken care of?
1: Yeah, he sent me some pictures (laughs) from Saturday night at the the dock at Bone Lake. It looked wonderful. Imagine if Stephen C. could arrange for a drone video flyover... Of a yacht rock concert. Think of an aerial view of all those boats gently bobbing on the lake, listening to his music from the dock. Now that video would float your boat. I, I don't think he wants to do that. This is Mike. He'll say he says, "See you at the fair, boys."
0: Well, he he's done that already. You've seen the summer breeze one, right? What do you mean? There's a there's a drone flying above the boats. Oh, well,
3: for yeah, Pete's sake, right. for Pete right. Pete's sake, sure. Yeah, he's yeah. done sure. that. And sure. I think Superior would be a little more harsher of a. Body I think what of he should water. try,
4: Rook, he should try the keyboard backwards and maybe see if it gets yeah, kind of wacky. Like,
3: What's up? We're trying something new today, kooky. <laughs>
1: On Wednesday's podcast, you asked if people remember using two keys in their cars. One was for the door, of course, and the other was for the ignition. Yes. But I believe that the following automotive nostalgia question would stump even more people. Do you remember when we used whale oil in cars? Most people will insist they never did, but they will but they may well have had whale oil in their cars and not realized it. No. Whale oil was actually used as transmission fluid in vehicles until the (laughs) 1970s.
3: Until they invented... um, Look at Kenny. The milfoil?
1: (laughs) It was favored by (laughs) engine...
3: What? It really did, didn't it, Kenny? Maybe that was... (laughs) Right here? Maybe it was seafoam. Maybe that's what it was. (laughs) My
1: headphones fell off. It was favored by engineers because it was particularly (laughs) effective at preventing rust. In the early 1970s, 55 million pounds of whale oil was being used annually as automotive lubricants. And because of its... Because of its very low freezing yeah. point, just hit the music. Whale
5: oil.
3: You got <laughs> any more Lord. spots to do. Come on,
5: reavers. <laughs> hit the music, reavers.
3: In
1: 1971, Jeez. however, yeah, what happened? The,
5: <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like that 20 minutes he did on the origin of charcoal.
1: Charcoal, oh, yeah. <laughs> and someone thought it was an ad. <laughs> Packing in
3: there pretty tight. There, we got some. Math. In 1971,
1: however, its use was banned by the Endangered Species Act. Auto manufacturers were forced to quickly develop new supplemental oils for their transmissions. Unlike the anti-rust properties of whale oil, the new oils caused several fittings within the system to rust. Transmissions began failing at unheard of rates. Before 1972, <laughs> you're going to hear every damn word of this.
5: Re- remember how we were sitting there about 15 minutes in, we're going, I wonder where he's going with this. I but wonder where he's not. going. Where Turns he going? out he wasn't going anywhere
1: with it. What kind <laughs> of oil? Whale. By 1972, less than 1 million transmissions failed each year. Without whale oil, (laughs) transmission failures exploded to more than 8 million by 1975. It took years of research... But scientists did eventually come up with the modern synthetic oils that are used in today's transmissions. But it would be fair to say, at one time in our history, whale oil was a wonderful product in a world of bad lubricants. Thank you, Tim.
3: Where do you get whale oil?
1: You don't anymore, Matt. If you'd listened to this instead of being a child, you would have known that. Know. I'd rather be a child. Uh,
5: <laughs> Grundhoffers, Let, let's go with Grundhoffers. Only! <laughs>
1: do they sell whale oil there? Only! Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Pumalanga from our friend Tom Lyman. What's the date? Uh, on this date, it's June 24th. Okay. On this date, uh, in 1948, African-American leaders in the Twin Cities rejected an offer to establish an all-Negro unit of the Minnesota National Guard. The group told State Adjutant General Ellard A. Walsh that it cannot accept the offer as a matter of principle. Walsh had proposed forming a truck company so that Minnesota's African-Americans could take advantage of a provision in the draft law that exempted guardsmen from the draft. Sounds to me like uh, they, they were stood on principle and said, hell no. You We'd just,
3: rather just be guardsmen, yeah, regular. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. Thank you, GLers.
3: That's so oil. Oil. Are you going to make a run? you making a run? Uh, Grunhoffers? you know, I'd weekend have coming some up, extra time. I got a, you know, Fourth of supplies. July coming up, yep. grad
1: party's coming up. Grunhoffers is your place to go for the brats, the Wagyu steak burgers, the Wagyu hamburgers, the whale oil, all the brats Everything. in stock for the upcoming holidays. The Ellsworth <sighs> Creamery cheese, curd beef stick. Spencer's new store hitting the market here soon. Brisket, and then you smoke the hell
4: out of it. Mm, mm, yeah,
1: mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. It's uh, where GLers go to meet each other,
4: right? Meet, see, meet, M-E-A-T. go to meet meats. each yeah, other. They,
1: I get it. Yeah. On Highway 61, it's on, It's in Hugo. It's right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Grunhoffers, old-fashioned meets have been with us almost three years. Thank hey. you, Spencer. Thanks, Spencer. We're having a
3: meeting today. Yeah. I think so.
4: Yep. <laughs> I think so. I uh, I'm off for the rest of the day. It's uh, <laughs> on. Want
3: to
1: tell about tomorrow?
4: Yes, there will be a garage. The, the staff is going to be off, but there will be an episode of Garage Logic prepared for you, G. The staff will be off just
3: like we were today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Remember Archbishop Hebda? That was Patrick that said that Archbishop. stuff, not, not Sushirik. Very
3: brief service. Yep. Keep up the good work and keep those special dispensations on Fridays during Lent. Thank you. Pod MN on your smartphone is where you find other entertaining podcasts like this. Pod MN on your smartphone, podmn.com on your paper shuffling, podmn.com
4: and brothers. subscribe to the GL YouTube channel, please. Just go to
3: YouTube, click on
4: Garage Logic, and subscribe. Thanks, Whale Oil. Shop. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic, where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Hello. Arnold and GLers. That is exactly what you should do today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do so by calling 952-925-5608. And when you call that number, you get Mr. Money Talk himself. Josh Arnold is on the line with us right now. Josh, I have a very simple question for you. Are Congress people smart?
7: You would hope, Chris, that people that we send the Congress Congress and to the Senate are smart or at least have some common sense recently from some of the bills that I've seen introduced in Congress particularly aimed at big bad tech we have to do something about big bad tech now the Republicans are upset because Facebook and Google tend to limit some people might say eliminate conservative voices they're bad the Democrats on the other hand They're upset with all of these companies because the upper executives make too much money, don't pay enough in taxes, don't pay their fair share. And in the case of Apple and Amazon, why they preference their own product on their applications ahead of other third-party sellers. Horror upon horror. Do these people ever go to the grocery store? Amazon owns a grocery store, and they're competing with other grocery stores. We in Congress have to do something about that. My point is, if you start limiting what these companies can sell, the harm goes to the consumer, not necessarily the company. These companies are designed on providing services to the consumer, and most consumers are smart. They're going to look for a bargain, or they're going to look for a product or service that they want, even if it's not in-house brand. Heck, I walk into a Walmart. I walk into Target. I see their in-house brands getting priority over other brands. Big deal. If I want their brands, okay, I pay a little less. That's commerce, folks. Well, Amazon, in their product distribution, they'll take on a third-party seller, see what they're doing, and then come up with their own product. Oh, my goodness. That doesn't happen in any other business? Ah, come on. Wake up. Congress, in their infinite wisdom, decides to pass rules and regulations preventing these companies. Companies from expanding their business or operating their applications business or services business to exclude their own product, you, a consumer, are going to get hurt more so than the company, or if the companies are forced to split apart different divisions, you, as an investor, stand to do pretty well, hurting the advancement of these these companies. They're continuing to make a lot of money, provide tremendous services that consumers want, and that is not going to stop. If they are forced to divest or break apart, you, as a shareholder, will get shares in the new company. And I do believe those values over time will increase, or at least a part of that business will increase at a faster rate. I have seen this time and again when companies such as Interactive Corporation have divested parts of their business. If you owned Interactive at one point, you had in, inside it companies like Expedia, Match.com, Vimeo, Trip.com have all been spun out. If I take those pieces today add them into what's remaining in Interactive Corporation, you're going to get a huge, huge number. Liberty Media, same type of thing, a lot of different pieces, spun out, value increased over over a period of time. Yes, you can pick and choose what you want. Now, these are, we'll say, more consumer-oriented technology brands. Yes, there are issues where this didn't work out so well, as in the split apart of AP and T, divested into nine different parts, now, I do believe there are only two pieces remaining of that. Those businesses are not businesses that I want. We'll say the technology has moved moved way beyond on there. Very Let's good report
4: at. once again, Mr. Money Talk. And GLers, pick up that phone, make that call just like I did today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. You do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that phone number is 952 952- 925 925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh
1: Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC. A registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.